What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Iron Money Podcast. This is your host, Donnie Tudal. Today, we're going to talk about some of the best experiences that I have had on the platform and on the field as both a competitor and as a coach. So, you know, be, being around, being able to be an athlete since fourth grade, fifth grade, being able to do things like that. Um, you know, I've been an athlete, a competitor my entire life, and I started coaching clients when I was 17, 18 years old. So, I mean, that's half of my life. I've, you know, I'm only 31, but I've had the opportunity to have some pretty phenomenal um, experiences, both as a competitor and as a coach. So I think sharing something like that offers a lot of insight and gives, you know, a lot of people um, the opportunity to maybe be a little bit more grateful or enjoy their own successes a little bit more. And I think people kind of struggle to do that sometimes. So I thought this would be a unique way to kind of, uh, you know, share some more information about me and some things that, uh, you know, meant something to me. So I'll kick it off with uh, my best experience as a football player. Um, growing up, you know, we, we kicked ass in little guy football in middle school and all that type of stuff. And then we got to high school and it was not good. Um, we had kids diet practice we had uh we won one game in four years while i was there that was my freshman year it, it was rough um me getting the opportunity to go play college football was you know it was a blessing and i went to montana state over some other schools and my entire family is diehard montana fans so if you're not from montana you got the university of montana grizzlies out of missoula and then you got the montana state bobcats out of bozeman and when they play each year, it is called the Brawl of the Wild. It is one of the oldest rivalries in college football. And it has spanned NAIA, D2, I believe, Division One FCS. And it is, you know, we don't have pro sports in Montana. That is the biggest deal that we've got. And uh, people go absolutely apeshit. So when I decided to commit to Montana State instead of Montana, like I legitimately like, it severely impacted some of my relationships with some of my closest family members. And, uh, you know, I have family members literally never, ever, ever show up for a game unless it was the two times that we played in, in Missoula. And, uh, even at that point, like they wouldn't even stay and say hi to me after the game type of thing. Like totally killed my relationship with some of these people, which was just, it was just crazy, but that's how big of a deal some of this stuff was. So, um, you know, there was, there was really cool opportunities when I got to go work out for different teams, uh, for the NFL and the CFL and, you know, cool points at different, different places. I'd say like my second favorite memory, I got a, uh, I got a four seventeen. I got an outside zone to the left and this like 180 pound safety. I was a 270 pound tailback at this point. Um, he came up and tried to try to bang me a little bit and I stiff armed this dude. I punched him right in the face. And I shit you not, like, he went from looking at me, like, his head went back, his feet came up, and he did, like, a 270-degree, like, somersault. And it was the most vicious, like, I'm sorry, but Derrick Henry didn't have shit on this stiff arm. And <laughs> that was probably one of the funniest, coolest things uh, um, that I did as a, as a player. But it didn't really it really didn't amount to uh, the experience that I had in Missoula. So um, I always, we always get shit like, Oh, the, the, the rivalry, it's not even close. Montana is so much better, but I never actually lost a football game 
in Washington Grizzly Stadium in college. We beat them when I was a redshirt freshman, and then when I was a redshirt sophomore, or two years later, um, we beat them again. That's when I was starting, and uh, I remember I remember what we were up by, but we were up enough for like halfway through the fourth quarter for people to be leaving the stands, and that is one of the best feelings in the world when you go to your rivalry like into your rivalry game in their stadium and you are beating them badly enough to where uh to where their fans are leaving the stadium before it's even done like, that is an experience so they stopped us on third down and uh we went out and punted and peter Wynn was a fucking phenomenal punt returner and uh so we punted i think he was I think he fielded the ball like a 10 and uh, started to the right. And he put his foot in the ground, cut up field right into me at like probably the 13 yard line. I smoked him. And this is like, I shit you not. My, my family's uh, in Missoula's season tickets are at like the 25 yard line. And uh, just right there. So I'm like 30, 30 yards from these guys come downfield, smoke one of the best punt returners in the country. Just a one-on-one um, solo tackle. And I get up and I'm just like literally pointing at them and every single one of their seats was empty. Like the entire, my entire family was like, all right, we're leaving. <laughs> it was just so funny. Like it, it was just uh kicking ass in that stadium, being able to go down there and actually really contribute in a, you know, in a way like we had a great day on my units that day. And I've been able to cap off a victory with, with something like that. That was probably my best experience as a, uh, as a, uh, as a football player, we also had two 55 yard field goals at Eastern Washington off the hash that Jason Cunningham put in. He was, he was a phenomenal kicker. That was pretty cool too. But those, that and the stiff arm, it, it doesn't even add up to, uh, to just watching, watching Grizzly fans leave the stadium early when we're kicking the shit out of their team. So that is irreplaceable, indescribable. And it's one of the coolest things that I've ever experienced. Um, on the lifting side of things for me, definitely my meet in December, I had every form of adversity, uh, thrown at me with that. And, you know, going through a divorce, kids killing themselves, clients dying, um, friends getting murdered, um, having to sell shit, having to like finish a construction on my own, just everything had food poisoning, injury, um, food poisoning. I woke up on that day at three 30 with food poisoning and it was, it was terrible. Still got through the meat, still cleared 2000, still did it at 269.4. Like, so being able to accomplish everything I did with all the, all the bullshit going on, which I'm going to do a full podcast, like a total, like come clean of everything that happened from September to December. And I mean like every single piece of it that happened, um, so that'll be interesting, but so I won't get too deep into that, but it was enough. Like it was, it was a very, 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 very rough time. And to be able to overcome all that and still put it together on the platform, hands down the, the best, the best experience that I've ever had on a platform is not even close. So as a coach coaching football, um, I coached, I coached at Glacier Wolfpack in Kalispell, um, for two years. And I decided to take a step away to just kind of focus on myself this year. But Jake Rendina was a running back, and him and I bonded pretty good. We got through the first season, and he had a really, really good year. 
and then he trained with me for the national championships in the offseason. Like he took like a month off and then he hit it hard with me. And we trained all the way through to the um, USPA national championships in San Antonio, Texas. And, uh, and we both won our, you know, won national championships. there. like hands down the best training partner I've ever had. We didn't run. We didn't do shit. We literally did nothing for football. All we did was powerlifting specific, which carries over football extremely well. And he got all the way up to like 250 pounds. And my coaching staff was fucking livid. So goddamn mad. Like, he's not the last, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, trust me, dude. Like, I know what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> I'm a pretty goddamn good strength conditioning coach. I played at this level. I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm not an idiot. Don't worry. Oh, a stupid powerlifter. Like, he's not going to really do anything. I was like, all right, whatever. Whatever. Just, I dealt with it from the coaching staff. He dealt with it from the coaching staff. Like, you know, like some of the dumbest shit that I've ever heard a coach say to a player. I was just like, all right, whatever. We'll just show him. And uh, we get into practice. And he starts breaking dudes off. Like, running away from some of the fastest kids on our team. Like, putting his foot in the ground, left to right. Like, agile as hell. The amount of power that he had behind his shoulder pads was obviously stupid. But, I mean, we had some fast-ass kids on our team, and he was weighing 70, 80 pounds more than them. And they weren't catching him every time. Like, when he got in open space, like, he was he was legitimately gone. And it wasn't always just because they were afraid to tackle him. It was because he outran them or he made them miss. And this dude's an NFL prototypical fullback. Out there making all state corners just look stupid. <clears throat> so we get deeper in the season, and every time he does anything good, you know, breaks something off, is very athletic. I never say it when he's when he's just overpowering somebody, but whenever he makes a play that's just athletic and fast, I'm like stupid power lifter, and it kind of became our little thing. And I'd walk by the head coach or the offensive coordinator or the running backs coach, and I'd be like, stupid power lifter, he looks terrible. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, you can train so many different ways and get great outcome. But the icing on the kick, we played Butte and it was probably our worst game of the year. They beat us. It was dog shit. Worst game, I think, probably in Glacier Wolfpack history. Like it was it was not up to standard, not up to what we do at all. But we had the ability to go and redeem ourselves against them in the first round of the playoffs. And Jake put the icing on the cake. I think he broke off a 70-yard run. He outran some of the fastest dudes in the state on this run. And the whole time, I was like, you stupid fucking power lifter. Like, these uh, people in the stands were talking shit. Everyone was talking shit. Butte is a fun place to go play. They're chippy. They're loud. Like, the best place if they're your fans. But if you're in there playing, oh, man, they're like it's, it's as bad as Washington Grizzly Stadium. Like, they're not throwing batteries at you, but they're, they're in your ear. They got microphones. Like, they're calling me out specifically, like – it was super fun, but Jake takes his dive and he's just fucking out. Like he's out running our slot. He's out running their safeties and does it again. Like I think he broke off two big runs, but the last one was like the icing on cake. This game is over and it was over due to our 250 pound tailback out running some of the best track sprinters in the state at the end of the season when he had a bum ankle ankle had nothing to do with training. Every time he gets tackled, kids were torquing on his ankle. So he had some issues with that. But dudes, the dude was able to stay healthy all season outside of some joint stuff like that. And uh, absolutely destroyed people. Just 
outran him, ended up getting a scholarship. He's going to the academy. He's going to go play football for Army. He's going to go be a fullback in their wing tee. And he's going to dominate people. And I think he's going to shock people with how fast he still is going to be because he's still training like that. And he's still putting, you know, as much effort and power into the ground as possible and running angry, running, like focusing on his 10 yard type stuff, like controlling what you can control. You can, you know, you can train that 10, 20 yard, but the 40 is really going to be what your parents gave you. Well, he's going to have a lot of output going into that first 10, 20 yards of that 40 yard dash. And he is just running through fools. So having, you know, all the hard work that him and I put in together, just kind of come to light, be showcased a little bit. And kind of be able to finish off the season with like, yeah, stupid power lifter. Just literally like put the whole team on your back and made whatever we needed to happen, happen. Like there's nothing like being able to go, you know, hurry up offense with a sledgehammer in the backfield, just smack him in the mouth over and over and over and over and over again. And uh, having, seeing the success that he had and knowing that it directly came from training in an old school powerlifting methodology probably the coolest experience as a coach on the football end of things. And as far as coaching lifters, I mean, that's kind of one of them, like me and Jake being able to train together to both go, like I was the first person from Montana ever went to open non-tested national championship, being able to bring that home. That was a big deal. He did it with me. Um, He was like number two all time in the world or number three or four all time in the world in his weight class. Um, and we both did on the same day. We kicked ass. It was excellent. Or actually he was the day before me, same me, but, um, having that ability to like help prep him and see him succeed so well, like right now he just had a meet and he's the number one overall in the world. Um, that's in Montana. It's not an opportunity to get very often. So that, that's a big one, but no bullshit. I think my coolest piece as a, you know, coaching lifters. Um, I got to share the platform with my little brother and he's, he's not, he's not huge in the powerlifting and things like that, but he loves the gym. Um, dude is put together. He's built like a fucking God, but we had the opportunity to do the first Ragnarok meet together. And that was probably one of the coolest experiences that I've had. Just being able to share that with my brother in high school. He was a freshman when I was a senior. So we never really got to play together. We practiced together, but we never really got to play together. Um, so having the opportunity to share something like that, that was probably the coolest experience that I've had as a coach because I was coaching him through it. I was also competing, but that's definitely the coolest thing to build a coach, my brother, and then build a share that opportunity with him. So yeah, those are some different experiences, a little bit of, a little bit of ranting and rambling there, but it's, it's fun, you know? So getting to share some of that with you guys, getting to talk a little shit on Montana, getting the, you know, share a little bit of what gets me excited and uh, the things that mean something to me. So all those were hard work earned. And that's, you know, that's what I gauge everything on is mutual respect and your work ethic. And all those things were, were definitely uh, accomplished by a lot of hard work. And that's what we're about here. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Hope it's a little bit of a different insight into some cool shit that I've had the opportunity and the blessing. It's a blessing to be able to experience these things. It's a privilege to be able to, you know, experience these things. It's not a right, but it was, it was hard earned. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. I'll talk to you guys next time on the iron money podcast.